back in the country. Back in the habit. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's the football. Nuns on the run too. <laughs> <laughs> was it sister acting? It was sister, sister acting, yeah. idiot. Nuns on the run's got Eric Idle in it though, so. Get yeah. your nun films right. Weirdly, our Wikipedia did say that Whoopi Goldberg was a presenter on this show, so. Really? Strangely relevant. Mm. God bless her. Yeah. Um, uh, it is a football ramble, ladies and gentlemen, in case you hadn't figured that out. Um, uh, and I'm joined by Luke. All right. Pete. Hello. James or Jim. Hello. We've returned safely from Joburg. And it's no longer World Cup ramble, it's just back to the uh, the plain old football ramble. Yeah, the, mm. the pre-season friendly ramble. Yeah. yeah. The uh, the original and best ramble. Yeah. Well. And I can't <laughs> believe it's not the ramble. <laughs> it is. Um, <laughs> we're going to start with uh, an opening question inspired by one man's decision to quit international football, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, or just Wayne gentlemen. Rooney. <laughs> um, yeah, in case you didn't hear. Uh, what is your favourite Emil Heskey goal uh, of all time? <laughs> favourite of all time? I, wow. I was going to say... This shouldn't take long. I was, <laughs> was going to say international goal, but... We only got seven. 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 Yeah, seven. seven, yeah. yeah favourite Heskey goal is Luke, kick us off. Uh, get us off to a good start. I'll try, but I feel under pressure. <laughs> I think we all do. Well, perform. <laughs> yeah. One thing I would like to say about um, this goal is the reason that it's one of my favourites is because, I'm not sure if you remember, maybe our younger listeners may not be quite so aware that back in the day when Emil Heskey was at Leicester where he you know did okay in the League Cup and stuff like that mm. he was a really exciting powerful yeah, quick yeah, striker absolute, yeah. battering round. absolute handful yeah. he was and he could and no one could contain him and he scored a number of goals earlier on in his career do you think it was the public that did it to him that took his goals away from him no I don't know I'm not sure what I mean he, he, he was certainly a scapegoat later on in his career mm. but anyway the goal I'm going to go for is he was slotted in by I think hang on it's for okay. Liverpool it was for Liverpool set the yep. scene sorry it was for Liverpool it Where? was at Pride Park yep. and he scored a goal against Derby and he slotted in by I want to say Robbie Fowler but it might not have it been it was Robbie it, Fowler ok right and he just turned one touch touch bang uh, pop bang lovely pop bang lovely through for the net keeper didn't even know it had gone past him it, it was, was one of those sort of goals it was an absolute peach and, I um, think he might have got two that day. I think it was a three 0 win for Liverpool. But that was serves me. that was very much. I mean, he cost a lot of money. Um, he cost Liverpool a lot of money, and I don't think he really hit the heights that they expected him to. Um, but that was definitely a sort of a snippet of what he was de- certainly capable of. Yeah. So for me, I'm going to go for that one. He did 17 one season, though, didn't he? He did. Yeah, it's he not did, bad. He got he got a lot of Leicester as well. Yeah. 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 I seem to remember he had a couple of 20 goal seasons. Though. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Yeah, I might be just Big be talking that. Big talk. <laughs> made up. But. Uh, I'm going to go for the one. The, the one that really, really sticks in my mind is the uh, Leicester Newcastle match where I think Alan Shearer scored a hat trick. Uh, where James's. Yeah, we were getting beaten and uh, and they when we managed to win four uh, three in the end. And uh, I think I think Guppy put him through, and uh, you forget. Once he's lost his yard of pace, yeah. he became a completely different player, yeah, a worse yeah. player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he and he had to, uh, and it's a miracle that he's still playing at the highest level, really. But he, he was, oh come on, he was, uh, he, he got put through, and he just had so much power and pace, yeah. and just you know, he slid it past. Uh, well, he could have gone in further. I think he might have hit it from the edge of the box. Yeah, or something. yeah, yeah. He, he did. He yeah, just drilled right it into the corner to make it three-one, mm-hmm. and then Newcastle with a but it was all in vain. Comeback, a famous comeback. Yes, excellent comeback. But yeah, I just just some. Of Goals that he did score a lot, a lot with his head. He was so he could leap mm. as well. He mm. could properly leap. Yeah, oh, I miss old Heskey. <laughs> <laughs> You're not dead. 
Jimmy? Well, my, my Emil Heskey goal is, uh, that I'm going to go for is one with his head. Uh, it was one that he scored it was early early 2000s. Um, it was for Liverpool in the Champions League against Roma. They oh, scored yeah. a header quite late on. It gave them a 2-0 win that they needed to go through to the quarterfinals. I'm picking that because it was nice to see Big Emil like, do something that mattered. You know, actually sort of <laughs> like... Because he gets a lot of stick, though, doesn't he? It was yeah. nice. You know, it's good to, to remember that he, he did have that in his game and yeah. he could actually sort of perform and he d- deserved his place at a decent side you know and he deserved right. his place in the England team for, for well, a well, long one thing, time one thing that slightly annoys me is that amongst the less learned um, football fan he seems to be the default sort of scapegoat mm. for anything very much as wrong. John Barnes was when I was growing up he because was. John Barnes was mm. at the tail end of his career when I was first aware yeah. of football so I, d- I didn't know at the time that he'd been such a great player that's but, right mate, it's a sort of um, it's, I don't, I'm not saying these they're particularly similar players or anything but no. it's a sort of fan who will regularly chastise Dirk Cow. what does he do he just runs yeah, around yeah, yeah, yeah. he's actually a very important player for Liverpool and for Holland and, and the particular um, system that Capello wanted to play recently Heskey was so r- very very important into that system I yeah. think people should realise that yeah. you'll always need a link man Let's th- which isn't yeah, to say that Hesky isn't without his <laughs> massive flaws no of course he but, can't um, seem to hit the hit a barn dog with no. a band but th- th- that's the strange thing about it though because if you look at him now you'd think he just never had that in his game but he did yeah, yeah he, really he knew did. where the corner of the goal was he yeah. could he could side foot it with power into the corner yeah. of the net yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. it's weird that he's completely it's not, it doesn't yeah. seem to be confidence because he's a mature player who you know he would understand that you'll get a, you'll, you'll miss one and you'll score one but mm. he just well, seems to have completely lost it the problem is I think People play his peak at different ages, and, and he obviously his peak was quite early on. So, in like Michael yeah. Owen, his peak was very early. But usually, on, yeah. like, people players peak as in like their pace and their you know, their, their skill and stuff. But oh, I've not hit don't... my peak yet, Pete. <laughs> so, <yeah. laughs> but you surely don't, you, you surely don't lose that sort of ab- ability to spot a spot a bit of a hole, you know. Oh, I, that's yeah, what right. I don't understand. Well, anyway, I, mm. I'll give mine, shall I? Yeah, um, I, I was going to go, and you're right, um, chaps, you do, you make good points. You know, he was an exciting player. I remember him playing for Leicester, as we all do. And he scored a great goal against Arsenal, where he picked up the ball um, out wide and drove inside. I think he beat a man or two, and then just hammered it in the bottom corner. It was an absolute beauty. But uh, that's an honourable mention because the one I'm going to go for, it's got to be mentioned. It is yeah. England's fifth to get away yes. to Germany. <laughs> oh, yeah. Even Hesky scored exactly yeah. five one. Even Hesky scored. <laughs> yeah. You know, because it was it was such a great evening to yeah. actually beat Germany. And the fact is that the big man <laughs> got in on the act as well. Which yeah. was, was so, great. so what you want Germany? We we win when it really matters. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're not talking to any Germany I know. But, um, <laughs> I remember he scored a goal against Denmark as well. Yeah, right? in the yeah, World Cup, that was 2002. Yeah, that, that also that made third. me. That also made me just go. <laughs> Look, Hesky scored. The keeper Oi. might have done better with that one, but wow. it was a good strike. Uh, points need to be dished out, Luke. You're getting them. Yeah, I know. I enjoyed that goal very much, though. Yeah, I did. is that the first one of the opening season? Or are we waiting no, to no, start still the season? Pre-season. No, still still pre-season. So okay. this won't count in my uh, championship manager stats. And you've <laughs> no. taken that in a really sort of arrogant Cantona yeah. way, where you've not celebrated at all. Yeah. Like I, 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 <laughs> I don't like that. Listeners might have seen this, but I actually put my collar off my shirt as well. He's not wearing a shirt. That's it. Well, yeah, Hesky has quit international football 62 appearances and only 7 goals is mm. not brilliant reading for a striker with the giggles uh, but he wasn't the lowest scoring player on Capello's index that was Rob Green because the, <laughs> uh, the, the index has been out the, the, apparently um, F-cap 
Fabio yeah. Capello. He didn't want them online, but he has apologised for rating the players. It's a very I, odd situation. I would yeah. not pay Capello to advertise my product. <laughs> no. Because <laughs> he doesn't see the job through like Sven does. Or you know the Football I mean? Ramble. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's a re- the whole thing is just strange, isn't it? Obviously, this company has, has set this up, and surely they're just using Capello as the figurehead, right? They are, so, yeah, they are. So it, it's just it's such a naive move <laughs> from, from the national team manager. You know, it's, it's only ever going to end poorly if you yeah. look at the history of England <laughs> <laughs> all of it yeah, yeah. Um, incident- incidentally his, uh, his son um, Pierre Filippo who is also uh, his agent said that Fabio is very sorry and upset that this has happened you can't, what he did can't he call expect? his. No, he's got to say dad there, surely. <laughs> yeah. no, I, I don't call my dad Ian. It's his name, no. but he's dad. No, but professional to... or not, Luke? You're not his agent. weird. Well, not his my mum was one of the managers at a supermarket that I used to work at, and I wasn't allowed to call her mum when I was working there. Oh, yeah. So, don't like it. A, le- a lesson for you all. Don't like it's it. like the classic story of a headmaster and his son, really, yeah, is it? Yeah, exactly. Working in the same. No, I couldn't call her mum. Wasn't yeah. allowed. Okay, back to Capello, yeah. probably best. <laughs> so he's probably uh, uh, being professional. Um, yeah. The hi- England's highest scoring midfielder would have been SWP. It was Sean Wright Phillips. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what is how? What is the index? I mean, I, I don't know. I really don't know. The, Jermaine Defoe was the overall highest point scorer, maybe because mm. he scored a winning goal. But um, I I, it's an odd one, isn't it? I mean, okay, so you have this index, but I mean, what is Capello thinking if, if SWP is the highest scorer? I've just got my head around the, the, the FIFA fantasy football uh, <laughs> game. That was confusing. You got points for going in the box, I think. Which like <laughs> I couldn't figure out. The keeper must rack up loads. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, James, help me. Well, I'd love to. It just seems like a baffling idea. I know part of the thinking behind it is, um, or part of the guff on the website, um, from what I've had, had a look at when it's been up there, because it's been taken yeah. down a bit back up. How did you rate? Um, I'm not on there. Okay. <laughs> Weirdly, it's a Scottish surname. It probably doesn't recognise it. Um, oh, sorry, Scotland. Um, but yeah, I th- part of the guff on the website says that um, you know the man in the street who loves his football doesn't have access to these sort of stats, and part of the point of it was putting it out there and making it available. So mm. if you did want to have a look at these sort of things, um, but they've already got the Opta Index. Yeah, but is the Opta Index up there and is it accessible? Well, you can um, look at it through like lots of different outlets, like Sky Sports and stuff yeah. like that. I, mean, I think it's I think it's meant to be more direct than that, though. So I think that is a good idea. I think it's just it's an absolute PR disaster, though, isn't <laughs> yeah. it? I think, like, had it been sort of brought out in any other way. We've would be saying yeah it's a really good idea I mean well, Forlan came out on top as well so there's obviously something in it obviously well, Emma uh, Heskey quit international football he's so outraged yeah. <laughs> I've not been a part of this index anymore no. that is it well um, well the index will remain a mystery then yeah um, but uh, now for all those who thought the World Cup was a disaster for yeah. England yeah well, think again. Yeah. <laughs> We've risen a place in the FIFA rankings. Hey. <laughs> is that yeah. linked to Heskey got international football? <laughs> <laughs> well, that'll, that'll show the World Cup, won't it? Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah, I mean, it, it, you know, it proves what a, you know an edgy win over a, a, a country of only two million people can do for you. <laughs> I mean, we've, we've moved from eighth to seventh, mm. edging closer to Spain. There are more people in London than that. Yeah, a lot more people in London. Probably yeah. take the women out. There's still more people. There in are London. more yeah. people in the township of Soweto. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's actually true. Isn't yeah, it? it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that one thing I'm not sure if people know, but it's not really well publicised. But there's another ranking system called the ELO ranking. Which is actually It's a living thing <laughs> 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 The electric light was oh, Unfortunately <laughs> Good 
Uh, but that's, that horrible. actually seems to be much more accurate. Elol. Because it, the FIFA rankings are just like, right, it's always Brazil number one. Yeah. And then, well, yeah, Spain have got to win a European Championship and a World Cup. All right. Yeah. Go on, <laughs> go on then. then. Fine. We'll give you two months. I'll get the eraser out. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't. I mean, I don't think anyone worth their salt really looks too much into these things, no. do they? How dare you? <laughs> bloody. Mexico are always up there, aren't they? Mexico are always well up there. Mexico and yeah. USA are up there because they play a lot of Central American teams yeah. um, that just haven't got hope of beating them. So I think. <laughs> I think it's if you beat Brazil, isn't it the same as beating El Salvador or whatever? It's, it's done on the amount of goals you win by and the importance of the game and stuff. Right, and okay. that sort of stuff. Well, you, that's careful. That's um, big Jackie Warner's territory. Mm. You're uh, slagging off. Well, I'll, I'll, fuck you, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you go. Spicy. Strong words. Strong words from the edgy James. Or from Jim behind Kemp. the microphone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I could take him. He's in his sixties. Possibly, possibly. Oh, uh, Maradona was piping up, wasn't he, during the World Cup, saying, "Oh, European teams only have to beat Andorra to qualify or something." Not oh, true. Yeah, yeah, amongst <laughs> others. Yeah. Literally not true. Yeah. Um, well, since the World Cup has finished, um, there's a lot of talk on who's in new fresh blood in the England side. All that kind of chat. Yeah. We've sort of got no players, though, have we? Yeah. Well, <laughs> you look around and then you're like, "Oh, yeah. a certain man has come out and said he's as good as any midfielder in the country, and he wants to play for England again." Is Joe Barton. Is Joe Barton? Yeah. <laughs> 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 you got to the point where like we're journalists were sort of looking through young players and they were only just stopping short of sort of going down their local park and going yeah, <laughs> yeah he's only 12 but I'll tell you what he's got all the material he needs Charlie yeah. Barton there was, a, there was like a team put together wasn't there of, like a future England team put yeah, together yeah. by some of the tabloids like Joe Hart and Goal and Wayne Rooney up front like yeah. other than that it was massive massive punts on yeah, every single player yeah, yeah. in, in the side yeah. would you like to see Joey Barton he's only got one cap well the thing he's with not, Joe he's, he's not played he? he's yeah. not played football no, well yeah he's, he should concentrate on playing football he's playing for football the for that championship team that he's played for last yeah. season well he's yeah. claimed that he's a better player since joining Newcastle I don't know how he's managed to work this out probably dreams he's had in oh, the what? same way that I'm a better I don't know FIFA player once I've given the game away or something yeah. to a friend yeah. Yeah. No, the thing with Barton is that at his peak and I know he's not the player he once was and he's been in, he's had a lot of injury problems and disciplinary problems but it, sh- it shows you that the difference between a, a really high class player and a average player is not always a, 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 a matter of ability it's a matter of how you apply the talent you've been given and the drive and ambition that you've mm. got and how hard you work because Joe Barton for my money I mean when he's a bit of a laughing stock now he's probably I've he was a good player at City well, there you go. Go. bear in mind he's only 27 now well, exactly. But the thing is, what I'm trying to say is, he's not. He may be he not is ahead of him now. <laughs> is that is that he 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 may he may well be good enough, but he'll never apply that talent successfully. So yeah. he should just well, keep his mouth shut. I don't know. To be fair to Barton, though, what he is saying is that. Um, the reason he's saying that is because he thinks every player in the country should think they're good enough to play for England and they should be sort of looking at mm. uh, especially a performance like England's in the World Cup and thinking yeah I can get in that team and I can do something and I think fair play to Barton yeah. you know if, yeah. he after, should have after that performance at the World ambition. Cup to be fair yeah. there's a, I'm looking around the room I could, I'd put you in there uh, Marcus to be honest you looked at me I did look at you I thought I'd use you for not mental yeah that's true the thing is is that I don't think that Barton's. Uh, it's, it's one of those things, isn't it? That when Barton says it, it's a story because yeah, but, of course. But you're not going to get to a professional football level without backing yourself, are you? No. So it's just a matter of how it's twisted and how it's put around. Well, um, Fabio Cannavaro. He's piping up. He's, he, but yeah. his career has been terminated. terminated yeah. Yeah. Well, clearly, it's he been fell in molten metal and died. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's he reckons that Fabio Capello will axe John Terry um, for speaking out of turn at the World Cup. He said that's the way. Capello Capello operates, you know. Well, 
And then he didn't he say that England are amongst the favourites for a year or two? He said, well, he said they were the favourites. Yeah. So yeah. It, his oh, mind yeah. has been terminated in some way. <laughs> <or another>. Yeah. <laughs> the the thing I, I don't think he's got the personnel in there to sort of get rid of Terry, though, is he? I, don't, I think there's a lot of knee-jerk reaction after any World Cup <laughs> where England, England fail. And they go, oh, so? I've got to get yeah. rid of everybody, yeah. bringing these, <laughs> these kids down the park like you're talking about. But mm. he's not going to he's not going to stop playing John Terry. <laughs> Come on. Well, the trouble with John Terry is he's not getting any younger or quicker. No. And he was awfully... with Terry. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you look at sort of like Puyol and I don't know uh, players like that. You sort of think, well, they're sort of older players, but they've still got a bit of leg in them. You know, yeah. that's what. Well, the prob- Sol Campbell. The thing is, when you become oh, beating that drum to death, I think. <laughs> Marcus and I were talking about this in the way here, actually. And and the problem is in this country is that if you make twenty slide tackles a game as a defender, mm. everyone seems to think you're a brilliant defender. Yeah. When in actual fact, if you have to make a slide tackle, yeah. it's a last resort. If you're clever enough and 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 good enough and shrewd enough to read the game well enough mm. you mm. won't have to make those tackles that, and, that's, and that's, that has, that's the problem with Terry that's always been a hallmark of his game though isn't it Terry he has had a genuinely good ability to read the game and it seems to be the pace uh, deserting him that's kind of forcing him to have to catch up with himself almost mm. and put his face in where his foot would do before but well, you see again uh, on a slightly serious note um you see, someone like John Terry, if he is losing his pace, like we say, the Premier League's not the place to be. Why not go to, you know, to the Serie A or something? Mr. I mean, Chelsea, innit? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sure. Well, look, do you know I, what I mean, though? It, yeah. I think it. Well, it look at the teams benefit. that were actually, like, Captivia, Van Bronckhorst, they're all, they're all, like, oh, Van, Van Bronckhorst, 30 like, 35. 30, yeah, 30, yeah. Like, he doesn't. I mean, he's retired now, but yeah, I know you Yeah, right. but I mean, like, he's still put in a couple of performances. The World just, Cup final. Exactly. Well, I just don't understand why it's. Certain players can go on a bit longer, though, can't they? And certain players just. I mean, look at Thierry Henry. He's 32 years old. He's, he's gone to America, and that's by no means sort of saying that's the end of his career. He was a bit part last year as well. Well, exactly. Yeah. But, so players, injuries, but players though. not playing in, in in England. I think. I think sometimes maybe once you get to about 29, you should be thinking about leaving what? England because it's it's yeah. a quick league. You know what I mean? Maybe have a th- have a thing, and you can work on your positional play and things yeah. like that, and, and, and sort of playing the game in a very different way. Maybe Are you suggesting that the Premier League should maybe be sponsored by Club 18 to 30. <laughs> yeah, definitely. The, the thing, the John Terry point when it comes to international football is a serious one though because Capello is presumably running the England team because he wants to win something yeah. that would be my that would be my <laughs> you'd hope so yeah so there you go so what is the benefit of playing John Terry now for England if, if in two years time he's going to be what 31, 32 however old he's now he's about my age I think about 29 what's the, what's the, what's the reason to play him right you've had your chance pal let's, bed, and we get, let's take two years to bed, bed another player in mm. yeah. but if that player's yeah. not there then if that player isn't there you, you can't force somebody I'd rather I'd player. rather Ryan Shawcross and Michael Dawson played every game to now in the Euros really John really Terry. That's a well, big shout. But what's the point of playing Terry? That's what I'm asking you that question. What's the point well, of playing? I, I think if, if you've all just sat on this table, so he's lost his pace. He's not a player he wants. Well, no, no, I'm inquiring. Then, then, is what is the point of playing? It doesn't mean that there's uh, there's better coming through to replace him, though, does it? He still may in two years' time. Even in two years' time, he still may be a better option than what's there. But it's a paradox because you don't know until you play them. We shall wait and see. Well, you don't. What I'm saying is, you don't know whether Ryan Shawcross and Michael Dawson. No, but you can judge. The, you can judge them from the league. You can. You know, it's different. You, it's different the the gentlemen, we, you know, we're trying to predict things here, and we really we should leave the predictions to Paul the Octopus. <laughs> All right, and yeah. I've got an update on Paul yeah. the Octopus. What a link! <laughs> <laughs> what a link! Don't say it's a link. <laughs> Then it's then it's organic. Okay. In many ways. Yeah. <laughs> Stop boxing me. Sorry. Um, Paul the octopus. Now, if I was to tell you that um, a zoo was trying to poach him 
We were trying to buy him. We were trying to get him in. Where? Is he out of contract? Which, yeah, which <laughs> city in Europe would you reckon that is? In Europe. W- um, would it be Spain, Marcus? Yes, it is Spain. <laughs> Madrid Zoo. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> uh, tapping up octopuses. Yeah. Octopi. I think that's actually wrong. <laughs> is it? Okay, <laughs> octopuses is fine. So, yeah. Um, Madrid, <laughs> the thing is, though, Paul, the octopus is two and a half years old, I think. What's is the lifespan for, for an octopus? Three. Is it? No, you see, again, th- again, they're like the old... Uh, they do. It's like when Van Nistelrooy went there. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Let so him retire. Let him retire. So not, is the zoo linked to the football club here? So we're this not talking outrageous. like Lionel Messi sort of coming to Spain and getting no. pumped full of. Uh, no. Maybe they will pump him full of growth hormones. Growth hormones. <laughs> See if it helps. I have, to, I have to say, I saw this. I saw this story on Sky Sports News. Now we laughed, you know, when when uh, people would make a big thing about Howard Webb being an Englishman and yeah. so on. I kid you not. On Sky Sports News, they actually referred to him as English-born Paul the Octopus. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I beg to differ that English born was actually born on land. That's what I said. Yeah. And that's not England for me. If we are trying to claim... Pompey a General. Bloody sea creature. Has it really? Has, this is a load Paul, that I never thought... Paul the Octopus hasn't won anything himself. No. <laughs> he, he's just been pointing out other people. Why has Scottish put this report this is a story anyway? It's not even a news story. Because 24 hours is a lot of news. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear, oh dear. dear, oh dear, indeed. <laughs> so basically, the two best performing English things <laughs> in the world <laughs> this summer is a creatures, <laughs> you might say, was a referee <laughs> and an octopus. I'd like to see Howard Webb with Polly Octopus on his head like hair. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm like sort of combing like it into, see, a, into yeah. a fringe. Yeah. I'd like to see predict- Howard Webb predict games. And yeah, Paul Octopus referee, <laughs> <laughs> definitely. Or at the same time, yeah, yeah. yeah. he'd be like Graham Pole with all these yellow cards. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. clever, clever. <laughs> Because <laughs> he's got eight arms. Dear, Wit. Oh dear. <laughs> While we're on the subject of the World Cup, I think we were just about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's over. It's a shame, isn't it? A bit of a come down. Yes. Um, but uh, there's been a few things uh, coming out about FIFA. Yeah. Mm. They've made lots of money, Peter, <laughs> yeah. haven't they? Well, that, that's what they're in the business of. Yeah. Is it? Two billion pounds tax free, I think. Right. Bring bad. me money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Wave your wad. Yeah. That's absolutely. I mean, the thing was, the thing about it is, you know, you have to, you have to agree to FIFA's draconian tax rules before you can even be considered to host. And it. You are right in describing yeah. that. You really are. How is it legal? I don't know. It's absolutely incredible. I, d- I, mean, I, I did like the fact that uh, the Johannesburg Guy Radio, that's probably how you say it. Oh, the radio <laughs> The radio yeah. really Jumping hated off. Sepp Blatter for some reason. They were sort of saying, uh, if you miss our dear departed leader, Sepp Blatter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really? It, really that radio station them. was absolutely crazy. Though, yeah. it? People doing like, like a six hour radio shift. Yeah, and there'd be like minutes of like stand up that just sort of bought in from somewhere. That'd be a little bit racist. Yeah. <laughs> it's like three o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> yeah, because racism's fine after the watershed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mandela's going of all I've done for this place. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, no yeah so uh, FIFA have made a lot of money. Um, yeah, I mean, that, they really, and I sort of have to saturate this next sentence with the word allegedly, but uh, they really are allegedly a very, very corrupt, allegedly bunch of people, allegedly. <laughs> uh, well, what is corrupt, really? I mean, yeah. like the idea of making money off the back of a, a fairly poor country uh, with a football <laughs> competition, that's not strictly corrupt, but ethically it's a bit... Yeah, one man's allegedly. corruption is another man's nice dinner. <laughs> Isn't it, eh? <laughs> uh, allegedly. Yeah, um, uh, yeah so... Uh, but, but 
Maybe we've been a bit harsh because Blatter was presented um, with the order of the companions of uh, Oliver Reginald Tambo, um, which is gr- uh, an award in South Africa. Which is before granted. you go on, yes. I'd love to hear him explain to me what that is. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oliver Reginald Tambo is a very important figure in the apartheid movement. That's so, right. So far, so so important that the um, Johannesburg Airport's named after him. Yes. So Good yeah. knowledge, Luke what, Moore. I've just been there. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> a stamp in the passport. Attention. Yeah. Exactly. You didn't even read your own passport. There's O.R. at Tambo Airport. It's granted by the President of South Africa uh, to foreign citizens who have prom- uh, promoted South African interests and aspirations through cooperation, solidarity, and support. Jonathan Pearce um, called for Blatter to be given the Nobel Peace Prize for taking the World Cup to South Africa, didn't he? As well, if you won the game. <laughs> really? like, what? However, um, there was a, a bit of a boo-boo um, from an administrator of the South African presidency's website. Um, uh, I think he got this from Wikipedia. He obviously went on Blatter's Wikipedia mm. page to get his full name. And, and, and someone uh, quite wonderfully uh, made, played a little Wikipedia prank and they renamed uh, Sepp Blatter Joseph Sepp Belen Blatter. They're taking their facts from Wikipedia for something so important. Well, yeah. Um, We'd never do that. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, yeah, so he, he was. Uh, the, the, the title Bellend was in there quite beautifully. Yeah. Um, the title? Am I the only one yeah, well, I, it is with Sepp. Am I the only one saying quite a lot of Schadenfreude about that? I'm very pleased with that. Yeah, oh, I'm it's delighted. wonderful work. But uh, according um, to uh, some papers, when asked to comment on the story uh, a FIFA spokesperson said um, at the Swiss headquarters that uh, he needed to communicate the meaning of the word internally first I think you'll find it's an accurate description imagine being a FIFA spokesman <laughs> it'd be awful just imagine it but imagine at the same time it'd be brilliant yeah it'd be, I'll tell you what it'd be like it'd be like being an Oompa Loompa in the Chinese chocolate factory factory <laughs> Just, it's mental yeah, yeah just all the time you and you just adjust to it yeah but you've got a lot of work to do yeah, yeah, I bet, you I have, bet yeah. they've got whips as well, just yeah, wandering about around being horrible yeah, to bet. everybody. I, I, I sort of with, I'm with Blatter on this one because one of your horrible sure. lot changed my uh, date of birth to mean that I was 37, which <laughs> to a casual observer I could be 37. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If you'd said 60, yeah. fine. Also right. said that you were Peter Beardsley's brother, didn't you? Yeah, That's yeah. correct. Yes, and which you invented be- Doritos. <laughs> yeah, I didn't see those two coming to be honest. <laughs> the moral of this story is that Wikipedia is not very reliable. Yeah, no. right. Well, apparently it's got, got quite a good description of. Set Black it's a great so character. I think, it, I think it's just coming to its own. Actually, it's a great yeah. character. Um, we, got, we got an email actually from um, Graham in Edinburgh, who um, quite magnificently uh, pointed out uh, a number of um, uh, other uh, seps, other honours. These are the things he's been awarded mm. in, his, in his professional life. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Um, uh, th- the list is monumentally big. Like it is ridiculous and very high awards and accolades uh, and titles given by so many countries around the world. It is yeah. ridiculous. But just to kind of zip through a few of them, um, he got a knighthood from the, the Sultanate of uh, Panghang. Uh, he's the, the captain of the United Newcastle Travellers. Pete, is that definitely uh, Newcastle of the North? East of England. I though, just thought I'd you. come to you. Did you vote After for him? <laughs> the recipient. He probably the, ran on a, on a post. He's the, a NS, <laughs> the NSU. He's a recipient of the Award of Merit from Yemen. Yeah. Uh, Yemen. Knight of the French Legion of Honor. Um, an honorary. What? An, <laughs> a knight of the French Legion of Honor. Somebody sound like Star Wars. It makes him sound like a Templar. Um, an <laughs> yeah. honorary member of Real Madrid. We'll probably work that. Out, yeah. So, no yeah. problem. Crown of Peace uh, award he got in India. 
Fish fathead. Honorary Doctor of Arts de Montford University Leicester. That's, That's my university. university. <laughs> <laughs> well, I haven't even got a degree for them. Well. <laughs> I haven't even got a degree for them lot. I didn't um, pay my library for uh, He got the, uh, the award Japan's uh, Grand Cordon uh, of the Order of the Rising Sun. That's... I'd Equally love that. I'd love that. Well. <laughs> he got that makes it sound like he can just have a samurai on, him, on his yeah. I'd love that. That'd, that'd be the one I'd choose if I could have one of them. Or yeah. would you choose the Liberian Humane Order of African Redemption? I'm steering clear of Liberia. George Wales. I'll defer to him. I mean, I, I really could go on. That's or, not all of them either, is it? No, no that, a long stretch. That is, I'm not, and I kid you not, that is about a twelfth. Good fraction. Just seems like he's one of those people that's just never going to go away. Even when he dies, it'll be like you know how. Kim Jong Il isn't the proper leader yeah, yeah, of North yeah. Korea. He's yeah. some emperor before him. No, he's yeah, dad. He's, he's, he's dad. Right. He yeah, he's the official god. It's just it's just going to stay on forever, like when Screaming Lord Such left the Monster Radio Absolutely. Party to his cat. Yeah, <laughs> he's still so. going. Uh, Graham in Edinburgh did finish up by saying apparently that he's also available for weddings and bar mitzvahs. Yeah. Um, maybe well, not so. uh, the, only, the thing I heard from. Um, from someone based over in South America is that Ricardo Tachero is looking to take over after Blatter because Blatter's stepping down soon. Oh, he's the Argentinian guy. No, he's Brazilian. Oh, the Brazilian. Who's the Argentinian guy? He's really Larry. That's Grondona, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah Diego yeah. Maradona. Let's get him in. Get Diego <laughs> in. Yeah. Surprisingly, Tachero's just as bad as Blatter, so you've got more yeah. to look forward to. Well, but exactly. the, uh, the plus point being, it won't be Jack Warner. Yeah. Yeah, why well, isn't he stepping up? In his Where has he been? I well, I think is he just too corrupt for the, actual, <laughs> yeah. the big seat? FIFA made two billion. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean that. Jack's counting it. Yeah, <laughs> we gone for a while. Yeah. Well, one for him, one for me. Apparently, it's just, apparently it's just one billion. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Pl- yeah. Maybe he's trying to placate Robbie Earl. Yeah, he probably <laughs> you told me these tickets were fine. Yeah, Jack, shut up, you piece of trash. Jack Warner's, Jack Warner's like a corrupt American cop on a drugs bust. No, there was only ninety-eight thousand dollars. There. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh dear, oh dear. <laughs> well, you mentioned Brazil, Luke. Of course, the next World Cup is in Brazil, and they're worried that they're not going to be ready for it, aren't they? Well, I don't know how you can say that given it's four years yeah. away. I mean, lots of things happen. Well, I mean, I'm there, so the I'm same thing thoughts, happened with South Africa, the same yeah. thing's happening with uh, Ukraine now, isn't it? Yeah. So, yeah. But apparently, uh, they're sort of saying that the uh, there's a problem because the mayor's away or something. <laughs> <laughs> the, only, the only time I've ever heard it being a problem is when um, Colombia had to hand over to Mexico in 86. Yeah. Well, it's Colombia. Yeah. You know, it's understandable. Yeah, that's but aren't they using some of, like, some of the stadiums they're not using for whatever reason? Yeah, because of some confusing. agreement they, they build, couldn't. They've, 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 they've got to build new ones. I think. There's always there's like always that. problems with uh, stadia. Stadia. Well, what happens to the stadia? I believe we've got an email about this. We do. We do. Um, Ramble Falls. Oh, oh. oh. that before. On your recent podcast, you posed the question: What will happen to the World Cup stadiums following the World Cup? Well, I lived in Seoul, South Korea, um, between 2007 and 2009. Before moving to England, I was able to experience the O2 World Cup stadiums that Korea had built. Yeah. There were ten stadiums built for the tournament, and all are currently used by teams in the 15-team K League. I was a season ticket holder for FC Seoul, which only cost me £45. During that time, they drew around 6,000 to 10,000 spectators who seemed to know little about football and applauded the simplest of things. Uh, This was to home matches at a 68,000-seat stadium. Keep in mind, Seoul has 19 million people in the city and suburban areas. It's literally crammed with people living on top of one another. During my time there, I visited several of the cities that hosted games for the 2002 World Cup. In all of them, the stadiums are massive white elephants that do not, cannot draw enough to warrant having the large stadiums. In uh, several cities, 
they were trying to redevelop the stadiums to be more fan friendly uh, Seoul Stadium had a massive western style mall and cinema built as part of the stadium you can also get married there if you're inclined sounds quality yeah. it's a yes. uh, city for 19 million people uh, it's incredible isn't it uh, yeah. so despite these stadiums being practically useless now the World Cup had an enormous effect on Korea it was a country that cut itself off from the western world after the Korean War not like North Korea but still a country very much set in its ways South Korea has now opened up to the western world and that can be seen most notably in the amount of foreign English teachers that uh, they hire and the amount of money spent on English language lessons but despite this huge impact of the economy the football clubs of the country are burdened with these stadia that are too big to maintain and unable to fill with supporters on a side note to this keep sure. in mind that Athens Greece had, um, yeah. had stadiums from the 04 Olympics that are unused and are said to be in disrepair already this was only six years ago as well but <laughs> the same in Sydney yeah. as well but in Athens it was straight after I remember they were going oh bloody hell what are we going to do with this yeah, yeah. <laughs> the bird's nest in Beijing China had rarely held an event since the 08 Olympics the only significant event was the 09 Super Copper Italia which I wasn't aware yeah, they, they, they did that oh, that's there. right they did yeah. Yeah. Uh, even a Beijing based soccer club um, backed out of playing there because they could only attract around 10,000 per game the stadium holds 80,000 this is a stadium that has no tenants and rarely sees events at a cost of 9 million dollars uh, US to maintain a year that is truly incredible isn't it yeah. it is great that the tournament went to South Africa but the people who got rich were the already rich mega conglomerates in the USA and Europe no South African who is poor became rich and the World Cup will only be a memory one that will have faded from memory in four years when Brazil will host the next competition South Africa should have spent more of that money on the poor I believe 79% of people in, uh, live in poverty that could have done wonders for them they could have done so much for the infrastructure of the country sorry for the long email Drew Farmer it is worth in, worth pointing out that a lot of that money wouldn't be there if the World Cup wasn't and I guess there isn't that many stadiums kicking around that they could just sort of they needed to build stadiums yeah. I presume. but it, it is um, I mean a country like South Korea is developed and yeah, I'm sure it's the same in Japan they yeah. can handle those debts they can mm. handle having those big stadiums and maybe one day something will come along to fill them but South Africa is a completely different well look at story. Brazil I can't imagine them they're, they're, they're getting saddled with that sort of uh, well Brazil's a massive economy though yeah, so yeah. They, uh, the pro the Brazil's a massive emerging economy the problem with South Africa is I'm, mass I'm hugely in favour of, of, of such an amazing event touching so many people which it genuinely yeah, did really, I mean, we yeah, went yeah. there and saw it for ourselves every single person there was. it's just a shame that it's got to cost that country so much money to do it and at the same time FIFA take all the money out of it yeah. and, and everything being tax free Soccer City won't be being used it's far too big it's in the middle of nowhere um, and FIFA uh, Soccer City was there was a stadium there before it was built oh, not of that size though not of that size no but, um, but anyway the, the crux of the matter is FIFA are riding off on their horses into the sunset with two billion quid in their pocket <laughs> and everyone else is left to clear up the mess I mean, and I don't understand why at the very least they can't pay tax on it which will uh, help the South African government a little, a little bit more I thought it was quite unfair as well that I think it was a kilometre um, around the radius of the stadium were, were only fee you could only sell FIFA branded stuff. Oh, there's yeah. all sorts of talk. So there was a lot of things. Uh, uh, there's stories of like a, a restaurateur just putting a football with the word 2010 written on yeah. it and putting it in his window, like him him getting fined four uh, grand or something for that. There was talk of a hotel mm. being hauled through the FIFA court for having a chalkboard with World Cup 2010 written on it. Yeah. Welcome this. everyone to the World Cup or something. Yeah, why, yeah. why does it? It has to be the FIFA World Cup TM. Yeah. Well, I, I think yeah. that, that, that's the. F I don't remember it being quite so sort of uh, badged up as FIFA yeah. and. Yeah. I I, didn't, uh, I wasn't aware that FIFA um, were playing any football, to be honest. <laughs> exactly. See, I worry that the, that FIFA court is just going to stay there forever now, yeah. and that every country the World Cup comes to is just going to be sort of like forever ruled by FIFA. It's just a but that, that's what, that's plan an, by Blatter to take uh, over. I mean, we may jest, but I mean, I think that's what the uh, what certain sort of areas of the court, the law courts in South Africa, were talking about. They're sort of saying, well, it's been very crime-free this whole thing, but it's like, yeah. well, you can't really sustain that level of policing for any length no, of time. Exactly, but yeah. but 
but they did have sort of different deals with courts and stuff where they'd have smaller courts uh, they, they'd, they'd suspend certain sort of I wouldn't even say privileges just human rights you know what I mean it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's a murky world that you get into when you get start suspending yeah. law <laughs> habeas corpus an, orga- <laughs> an organising body of a particular <clears throat> event for the summer cannot supersede the, the, no. the law of the land that's absolutely ridiculous but, but it was grossly unfair for the, the rule that I said about the you know a kilometre around the stadium that it could only be FIFA uh, vendors if you like because mm. a lot of the local population would get a lot of business through that and they were but they were just miles away cause yeah we but, and they were farmed away it yeah. was uh, terrible that was really unfair that speaking of which I've got a bit of a World Cup email okay if you want let's lighten the um, mood let's, let's wind down the World Cup stuff but I think this, Pete will enjoy this one um, Round of Applause Hall oh. um, hi guys um, I hope you enjoyed your time in South Africa rubbish I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm currently back over in the midst of a massive World Cup come down oh. uh, I hope the ramble will cheer you up World Cup um, come down anyway he <laughs> says I was lucky enough to be in South Africa and uh, like England I returned home after the last 16 so, to cheer myself up I thought I'd send you an email my favourite moments oh. um, at the England Germany game in Bloemfontein, I was located in a stand predominantly occupied by Germans. I was, however, sat next to four St. Pauli fans. Ah, nice. Um, I see some power. Exactly. Apparently one of them was wearing a chicken hat. Uh, They were all massive fun and brought (laughs) beers throughout the game. Furthermore, to back up your point about Germans being good winners, the St. Pauli fans gave us a hug of consolidation at the final whistle. They will do. Um, Consolation, perhaps? But that was not his favourite moment. His favourite moment was Pete at the Ghana-USA game in Ruston he oh. spotted the pot man oh, yeah. oh lovely during extra time after Ghana scored the pot man attempted to dance his way round from run- one group of Ghana fans to another and he came past where I was standing I stuck out a hand in hope bam high five from the Ghana oh, wow. that is a collector's item that is <laughs> keep up the fine work gentlemen much love Chris Chapman I can imagine his hands being burnt and have welts on them <laughs> <laughs> he spill his pot high on high five in the pot man you got I mean can anyone do woo. better than that no <laughs> we were speaking to a, a couple of guys in South Africa and they, they were talking about the pot man he's quite the, the man yeah. he's quite the, the he's famous the pot man well, we comes the pot man about him, didn't we how he got a new pot made by the I mean, governor of Algeria or something yeah, yeah. <laughs> Angola wasn't it yeah that was it Angola yeah. Angola yeah. yeah why something to do with the uh, African nations wasn't it yeah it got uh, broken like a scuffle and then oh felt that's bad. right sorry of course yeah. Yeah, you yeah. were there yeah I know yeah, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just waking up <laughs> um, yeah uh, right well just before we finish uh, talking about the World Cup or international football we're, we're done with the World Cup um Zlatan Ibrahimovic says he's going to return to international football with Sweden. <coughs> How big of him? Nice of him, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. I saw this headline. He's got motivation again, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, I saw this headline and I was like, what, you mean to say you quit international football, you flipping diva? Yeah. <laughs> and apparently he's been offered the ca- this captaincy is now yeah. being shared. But, but I think the reason he, he, reason he quit on. is because of Lars Lagerback and he's gone now, so he's happy well, to Well, didn't back. he say that he wasn't going to play for Sweden like after they didn't qualify for the World Cup? Because I think literally his words were, I've, there's no motivation. Yeah. He said that I've now found the most. I don't think he ever quit like full time. He it's just definitely be something to do with Lagerbach, though. It's right. definitely something to do with the coach who's now moved. I on. will never play for Nigeria. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's right. Let's talk a little bit about domestic football. Yep. Joe Cole's gone to Liverpool, Pete. Uh oh. Look out, <laughs> w- people who handle large wage bills at Liverpool. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I got there in the end. 
uh, yeah, I don't know where that is, but uh, he's on a lot of money, the, Marcus. Ninety grand a week, I think, for but four years. No transfer fee, though. No transfer. But there will be a signing on fee. There will be a signing on fee. But still repeating what he says. Great move. Great move for Liverpool. I think. Yeah, a lot of people are sort of saying, well, it's not really worth it. He's only twenty-eight. You know, he's clearly a good player. I'm sort of thinking, like, I'm sort of thinking, like, will he definitely get his game? I think I forget that Roy Hodgson's in charge, and he plays decent players. Yeah, that's it. It's got to be refreshing, is it? Not mental substitution. It's got to be really exciting. Uh, signing for, for Liverpool fans yeah well I, I, part of me hopes that the reason he went to Liverpool is because he's got a chance to um, sort of really get them back up to where, where they, they probably should be mm. but I think as a, he got offered 90 grand a week for four years mm. which is much better than what Arsenal and Spurs offered him yeah. so he's probably thinking it's my last big contract and this is the best I can for the family I understand yeah. all that but I genuinely think he'll play as much as he can uh, at Liverpool I don't think I don't think Hodgson will rest him too much mm. the, the only slight problem is that I think he's only, he only made 28 starts over the last two seasons so he had a lot of injury problems yeah. hopefully he can stay fit because I'll tell you I'm a massive fan of Joe Coles yeah. and I think it's a, one, of the, one of the most annoying things about English football for me is that we only produce a player like Joe Cole every 20 years or so yeah almost by like fluke yeah, you know yeah absolutely in spite of his system and not because of it yeah. Well, yeah. well it would appear now we do I mean, in the past we had much more ball playing players um, but maybe that's why Liverpool swooped for him James mm, it's good that they did swoop I um, haven't literally did swoop <laughs> like he was walking out of like, his house and they just swooped down and picked <laughs> him up we're having you <laughs> oh no Albert <laughs> <laughs> oh you're going to pay me that much yeah. right. yeah. um, I, I think it's a good move for Joe Cole and I think that he needs to be one of the main men in the team because mm. I've had enough of him at Chelsea as clearly as everybody has uh, all concerned but I, just the fact that Chelsea he was just another player yeah. and there was a lot of other good players in there but he was often farmed out on the wide or he was played uh, in this position and that position mm. off the bench I do think that's the strength of Joe Coles though that you can put I him in a lot well. of different positions and he will, it will look like his natural position there's a lot of talk that yeah. you know Gerrard is obviously going to occupy the space where Joe, Joe Cole would probably stays. thrive uh, the most but I, I don't think that's necessarily the case. I've, hmm. I've thought Coles are always impressed me when he's played out on the left. Ball playing players can usually kind of change that, position. He can beat easily. a man as well, though. Yeah. yeah. The, the thing is, the thing is, is that uh, depending on what formation Hodgson chooses to play, which will depend on the personnel he's got by the end of the transfer window, yeah. that sort of stuff, it's a chance he could be pushed out wide still. That's I right. don't think he's necessarily going to play through the middle. I, I, I don't understand because if he, if he plays the formation they normally play, it'll be Torres right up top with three behind, which will yep. be Cal, Gerard, and Cole, won't it? And yeah. uh, Gerard will be in the middle. So I don't understand. Maybe he will be farmed that wide. He's probably been given assurances that if he stays for he can play and he's probably gone to Liverpool because he's got a longer contract yeah, which is absolutely fine that is a decent front four really oh, it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, as well Aquilani's going to be like a new signing really because he, he, he right, showed yeah. real promise to the, the end of last season when he was finally got himself fit no, so. it's an odd one isn't it how Ben Ayun's gone one way and Joe Cole's gone yeah. the other well, another, people have been touting oh yeah we'll, we'll take that swap Ben Ayun for Cole Ben Ayun's not been without injuries yeah, he's he's, he's, and he's older Ben Ayun's been a good player for Liverpool I yeah, think he's a good player so. crazy yeah. I, I don't know why they let him go yeah. Um, the problem with Aquilani though, just to pick up on your point, is and I've said this before, I genuinely don't know how good he is because I've never seen him play long enough. Oh, he's a player. Oh, he's a good yeah, player, but yeah. he, uh, he's never played more than about 15 games a season, so it's impossible to say how good he is. Well, you get a good half a season, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> Look on the bright side. It's not half a season these days, Marcus. That's a quarter of a season, pal. Well, okay. We take what we can get. It's not the Europa, Europa League. It's a quarter of a season in the Europa League. Thierry Henry's gone to the, the, is it the New York Red Bull? Stateside. Stateside. Off he goes. Um, yeah, um, is it, does anyone else see the parallels between it used to be old superstars used to come to the Premier League now they're going to the MLS yeah, yeah we've, we've kind of 
They've stolen our gig. Yeah, they it's, yeah. It, <laughs> it's interesting, though, because um, there's a designated player rule, isn't there? And I think I'm right in saying that New York Red Bulls are one of only sort of three or four clubs that have actually got two of them. And I don't know how many you can have. I think maybe there's a limit you can have three or something like that. But, but I think it's good. I think it's... Is Angel still it, Yeah, Pablo. Angel, Pablo Angel, Angel yeah. plays at New York Red Bulls. Liverpool. So uh, he's going to be... Yeah, they'll have a great together, yeah. They're, I mean, sec- they're second in the Eastern sort of league. Are they? And, uh, uh, but they haven't won anything for a while, but uh, they've never won the league. But uh, they did win the... Walt Disney World Pro Soccer Classic last year. <laughs> Did they really? On penalties. Oh, and ladies and gentlemen, there is a wonderful piece of research. And that- <laughs> you can smile and do so. research. That was the clincher for Thierry. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah. And that's a clincher for Pete getting a one-year extension. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No one's saying it's a Mickey Mouse League now, are they? Hey! Boom. Very good joke. It was a cup Sorry, did someone say banter? <laughs> I think they already have. Sound the banter alarm. <laughs> <laughs> Sound the research alarm. <laughs> Sound the bantometer. <laughs> Stop this. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, Michael Ballet. Oh, sorry. So I, I just want to sort of say I really do think it's a good move for Henri because I do think he's probably got more to offer than just a bit part at, at Barcelona. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's, it, it is good that these players are going out there. Do you I'd know like what? to see the league, league get stronger there. Do you know what? I'd love to see more than that. Uh, if if it was me, it's all very s- simple, as you say, look, hiding behind a microphone, but I'd love to have gone somewhere like Boca. Yeah Wouldn't that be better that. Do you know yeah. what I mean Yeah But they haven't got any money Bocca That's the problem You just, just turn up and play With Raquel May does They're not, <laughs> yeah. not going to say no No I, I understand what you're saying Shellbourne Someone like that <laughs> <laughs> Or Pompey Yeah He loves Pompey Henri uh, Henri's also saying <laughs> When he moves there He sort of He, he sort of um, he sort it's of not top flight. added to that by saying that um, he wants to go back to Arsenal as a coach, didn't he? He's going to end up there sooner or later. He yes, said. please. Uh, Michael Ballack's gone to Leverkusen. Back to where he started. Yeah, yeah. it's nice. Pretty much. I well, like it when players do that. He started at Kaiserslautern, didn't he? But he broke through at Leverkusen. Right. Ballack. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, David Silva. David Silva goes to Man City. Did you really go on Talksport? Did you not see this What's or hear it? We got put around the internet. Basically, about Yaya Toure. Yeah, well, and Silva. There's a couple of um, <laughs> that was genuinely uh, like for a, a man on radio, not even to bluff his way, just proudly sort of saying, "I'm an idiot." Yeah. Well, what happened was that um, for people, for those who didn't hear it, basically, a, a Man City fan rang in in response to the two presenters, one of which is a football journalist. I can't remember his surname, but he's called Steve something, and he was basically saying that. Our Man City fans disappointed because Manchester City aren't buying so-called, in his words, big names like superstar signings. And he listed David Silva and Yaya Torre as not big signings because you wouldn't recognise them in the bus stop. Bloody right? hell! And then he went out and said, "Is he com- is he p- comparing them to Robinho in that he's the only footballer they can well, think well, of what that he gets said the bus?" Well, what he said was, James, <laughs> yeah. is that he said that he had never heard of Yaya Torre till the World Cup. What? Even though he won two Champions League medals, and he also said he's not world class, um, and he's certainly not world class like someone like Frank Lampard is. Oh. That's what I promise you. That was a, that actually happened. Oh. On the road. There are other Tories. If you knew, know of one, you know of the <laughs> exactly. other one, presumably. Yeah. Oh, it's double Champions League winner. But I mean, is it, is it double? Is it? Yeah, he won, yeah. He's won twice. Well, they've won two, haven't they? Don't he, you start? Who? <laughs> 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 but even it's all about the Premier. Even if you don't know about <laughs> other leagues, Yaya Toure has been linked with a move to the Premier League yeah. since he was about yeah. nineteen. And, <laughs> and the other thing is a great a great moment because the because the guy then said to said to um, the, the 
the, the caller oh yeah but you only know who he is because you've heard Man City are trying to sign him and you checked it on Wikipedia and they go no I actually like football <laughs> <laughs> but that, yeah, that is absolutely scandalous isn't it <laughs> David Silver as well he won Euro 2008 he was a huge part of that side the problem with, the danger with it is that TalkSport make a living basically out of winding people up so he could have been given the brief to do that and if he has been given the brief to do that he's a terrible broadcaster but at the same time it was, it was just awful to hear it was really cringeworthy <laughs> even if he was taking the piss it was awful oh dear but anyway, yeah, so you're going to say Silver the City, which I think is a great signing because he's versatile yeah. going yeah. forward. Silver. James, you're a fan of David Silver. I, I really, really like him. He's a lot younger than I thought he was as well. So he's, got like, he's got about 50 caps as well. 20, 24? Something like that. A lot of people are saying, oh, it's no ambition, but he's obviously recognised that City are going places, which they mm. undeniably are. Jerome mm. Boateng's gone there as well. Mm. Yeah, okay. yeah, of course. I mean, Adebayor and Tevez are two top, top strikers there. If, they, if those, those two can form a bit of a partnership, I don't know if they even need to get Dzeko, which they're talking about as well. Top striker? When he wants it, he is. Well, Je- um, <laughs> M- McLaren's piping up saying that Dzeko's staying, right. and he's not going anywhere. So, I mean, But I'm sure they'll turn their attentions elsewhere. If, if City are in the, the market for striker, they'll end up with one, I'm sure. And, and, yeah. te- and Tevez had such a good World Cup. Yeah. Oh, and we did, talk about, yeah. we talk about Silver. The thing with Silver is that I like is his step-overs and his skills, etc., they always seem necessary. More necessary yeah. than when you see Cristiano Ronaldo do them. Yeah, you definitely. know, like, he's very good at it. He's a very jinky player, but like he, it always seems necessary. That's the weird mm. thing with him. Absolutely. It makes you wonder what will happen with Adam Johnson, because that's surely a player. Oh, they've got so many good players now, yeah, City. Yeah, that's yeah, obvious to say, way. but it's really exciting to see what they're going to do this season. Mm. Have indeed. Um, uh, ladies and gentlemen, w- we've got a, a nice little surprise for you. <laughs> <laughs> because throughout the World Cup, we, we did a little section on the show called Diego Corner. And we were all worried it was going to end there. Um... But uh, I was never worried. But no, you weren't, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Luke Moore is currently standing in Diego Corner. Oh, we brought it back from Joe. He's right. unlocked yeah. the door and yeah. he's gone in. It's a bit dusty in here, <laughs> <laughs> but don't worry, I'll get it. Like, I'll get it feeling like home again pretty soon. I think. So here um, we go. Yeah, yeah, well, I thought I'd pop back in there. Yeah, you never so, know. To be honest, it's better than being in with you lot. So outrageous. All right, <laughs> carry on. Cheapened it forever. Anyway, um, Diego Maradona will be offered a new deal. It will keep him in charge of Argentina till the summer of 2014. You've probably seen that. Yeah, four year deal yeah. up until the World Cup. In Brazil. Brazil, yeah, yeah. Hopefully, he'll take. Um, Messi was uh, wanting him to take it, mm. but he hasn't. He hasn't. He hasn't gone over there to uh, to sign the deal yet. But do, do you know why? Why is that? He's why? gone over his way to see Hugo Chavez. <laughs> <laughs> Who, who Marcus you bloody love oh, You bloody love Don't you I've, I've been to that country While he's been in charge Good Scenes do you, do you, <laughs> well, do you remember When he came into power It was kind of like yeah. Oh this is the great white hope For, uh, for, for South America yeah, yeah for South America And he hates America and Surprisingly oh, he's mental Yeah and now he's nuts He's absolutely <laughs> can I, can nuts Can I say my favourite thing About Hugo Chavez And there are many uh, Because he is an Outrageously ridiculous man, yeah. but uh, he has his own radio station. Mm. In um, is it just him? Yeah, it's called the radio station's called Suddenly Chavez. No, that's the that's the show. That's <laughs> the oh, is that show. a television show? Yeah. No, no, no. It's a radio show, and the reason and it's called Suddenly Chavez because he said um, at any hour, at any day, suddenly when you least expect it. Chavez is coming, oh and what it is, is what it is is on the radio. It's a xylophone thing, isn't it? It's no, it's a harp. Oh, it, if it, you're yeah. just listening to you know on the radio, guys talking or some songs or whatever, suddenly it will just be interrupted by a harp playing, and that's it. Yeah, it begins, yeah. and it and it, and it oh. doesn't have any it doesn't have any duration. David he Cameron, can, take note. 
<laughs> it could go for eight hours. Anyway, the reason I'm in Diego Corner <laughs> is because him and, him and Maradona are having a good old knees up. Him and Maradona together. Suddenly, yeah. Diego. Um, That's outrageous. Well, Maradona, he says that he said, Maradona called me and he will come to the country either Monday or Tuesday. He told me that he wanted to pass through here. Um, and he said, uh, he's spending the week as my guest and uh, so he won't be signing a new contract until he goes back. I told him that I wanted to get a game of football and, get, and a game of softball going and he told me, I will pay for all of that. <laughs> even even with sort of simple stuff like going to visit his mates, he's really tempestuous. Like, yeah, when are you going to get here? Monday, maybe Tuesday? Yeah, yeah well, well, when? <laughs> well, I don't know. Do I? Yeah. I, mean, when, when I don't know what's going to happen on the way. When he says, uh, you, I'll pay for that or you'll pay for that, yeah. Does he mean sort of financially or metaphorically? I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I just thought that there's no way that Diego Maradona and Hugo Chavez spending time together could be <laughs> passed by by this show. <laughs> Absolutely, that not. is incredible. Yeah. So, so that's why oh, Gaza will turn up, demanded to be let in. Get Gaza <laughs> in there. Uh, Cuban cigars? Oh, I, th I thought so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> two yeah. each yeah. at the same time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but if, uh, I'm going to stay here for a bit. No, I shall come back, <laughs> but I won't go there again next week. Diego Corner, ladies mm. and gentlemen. Can I get like a harp thing for Diego Corner? Yeah, yeah. Suddenly Luke Great stuff. Good people of the ramble. Mm. The Dean Windows Hall of Fame is back. Yeah. Hey. Oh, is it retaining its name? It is. Yeah. As Ooh. Dean, as Dean um, continued his sponsorship for another season. So <laughs> <laughs> I heard there was a late doors bid from Dion Dublin. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> In association with the Dube. Stop yeah. hijacking it. Sorry. When you said that, I did a little burp, like a burp of excitement. Dube. <laughs> 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 now, if you recall. Ladies and gentlemen, um, that at the, I think it was at the start of the World Cup, we said that we would profile a player who uh, perhaps impressed us, did something brilliant at the World Cup itself. Somebody who played at the World Cup. Is it John Terry? <laughs> You know as well as I do that John Terry's already in there <laughs> yeah. in that secret one we did amongst ourselves. Take your mouth out in a minute. Um, <laughs> take your mouth out. Tape. Tape, tape your up. mouth tape up. It up. Not quite so severe. No. Um, so we uh, thought to ourselves, who are we going to put in? And I thought about this player, that player. They did make it difficult for us, didn't it they? It was very difficult. And I th you know, one or two players who had a great tournament, like Schweinsteiger, he's a bit young. Mm. A bit young. You don't want to do it too soon. I was hoping you're going to go for Diego Forlan because I've got a great fact about him. Played for Manchester United. <laughs> he won. <laughs> Play for no, no, it's not. <laughs> so Diego Forlan was ordered to take up football or tennis by his father because his sister uh, is it needs a lifetime of medical treatment and they couldn't afford Didn't it. Didn't you say this on one of the other shows? No, I didn't. None of us did this before. No, it's I, a great, it's a great little fact. That's amazing. Yeah, and okay. so he, he took up tennis and football, and, he, and then he decided to go with football. He's it? like Craig right. from the first Big Brother. <laughs> yeah, sort of. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it isn't but Diego. It's not, <laughs> it's not Diego Forlan. Right. Um, it's my esteemed pleasure to. Uh, to say it's going to be San Martin Palermo. Oh, oh, he's not in yet. Oh, come on, stop clapping. That's pre-applause. Yeah. San Martin. Yeah. So close, he, you know, that he didn't get there. He ticks all the boxes. Oh, <laughs> and uh, he, he ticks a big one. I tell you, he was born in 1973. Which oh, ages practice. ago. <laughs> six, six years after the summer of love. Yeah. 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 He won the sperm race. Oi. It took him four goes, but God, he did in the end. God, I've missed you. <laughs> uh... 
Do you know his nickname? The Titan. It is indeed. Isn't one El Loco as well? I know most South Loco, Americans yeah. are called yeah. that. But <laughs> as long as you have a, a passport that is um, I was chatting to in a, a South American I, I was chatting to our good friend, like South American Rupert, the other day, and I was talking about um, the Uruguayan player Abreu yes. and Palermo and Edmundo, and they're all called El Loco. Yeah. Yeah. So is Bielsa. Bielsa, yeah, El, Bielsa. Bielsa. Uh, yeah. El Loco, Dana Bruza. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, St. Martin, Palermo. St. Martin. Mm. St. Martin. Like Saint Peter, mm. not you. Um, he began his career at Estudiantes yeah. uh, in Argentina. Best way, yeah, yeah. Student, so he was quite a late bloomer, wasn't he? Old yeah, uh, San Martin. Uh, yeah, yeah. Two seasons uh, helping uh, the boys back into the first division. They won promotion, mm. and he was soon joining Boca Juniors. This. Is where the story begins. Yeah, they love him, don't they? Oh yeah. my goodness, he, he really is a legend there. Mm. Grossly overused, we often say that. Not least that because too. one of his best but mates he... is a leader of the hooligan firm. There, well, it <laughs> <laughs> you know, tends to help. That is a fact. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Funny how persuasive that'll be and how popular you are, isn't it? Yeah. Well, and he is their all-time leader. Well, if, if anything, though, that and puts he's more got pressure on him to actually be decent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. true. Yeah, and that's not the reason why he's a legend. There and he always scores reasons. against River as well. Yes, yeah, yeah. he does. Yeah, he he's does. got a lot of uh, their big rivals, River Plate. Yeah. 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 Um, th- when he was at Boca, this is when uh, he became uh, the great goal scorer that we all know him as, and uh, so much so, some of the big European clubs were looking at him. Unfortunately, that was until he suffered a complete tear of the um, his cruciate ligament in his right knee in 1999. A complete tear. Yes. Yeah. And, he, and he scored a goal after he'd done it as well. Yeah. He, he yeah. didn't know he was injured. Yeah, yeah. He, ca- he had thrown. He didn't know. <laughs> I've seen people reduced to rubble <laughs> on the back of a cruciate ligament injury. Like yeah. grown men reduced to a, a shadowy husk of themselves. <laughs> and he thought, yeah, I didn't realise. <laughs> but th- th- this is just th- th- how robust the man was because it, he picked up so many injuries in career and came back and so on mm. and you're right Pete you know he got this terrible injury but he still managed to play a bit more of the game well, he know. scored didn't he yeah he did score yeah, yeah. he yeah. did um, I think it was uh, is his 100th goal did he score yeah it was yeah yeah, yeah. Um, 1999 wasn't a good year for him because that happened but earlier on and I know a lot of people know him for this. He missed three penalties in that in against a game Columbia? against Colombia. Copper um, America, wasn't it? That's right. Yeah, and I think not ideal setting. No, when when do you stop giving him the ball? When do yeah. you stop? When, yeah. when do you stop well, giving I him the penalty? I, I was thinking about this, and actually, missing three penalties in a game, he's going to score his Isn't that much different to missing two? Because if you miss one. It's sort of like, oh, we'll give him the, but he's still the penalty taker. He yeah, misses another yeah. one, and you've sort of really got to give him the third one. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. a bit out of order, isn't it? So th- again, <laughs> that shows um, just how much guts and determination mm. the guy has. Because he's still willing to put his neck on the block. Yeah. yeah. You know, which, okay, some people might think, come on, mate, you've had two, you really, you should <laughs> yeah. But that's just the, that is the mark of the Frankie man, Lampard you know? wouldn't have had it. No, no exactly. way. No way. Exactly. Um, but he, he is in the, in the record books for that. Um, three um, penalty misses in a game which started uh, just after that it was a 10 year international exile not immediately um, because the next day he gave interviews and he said he, you know, he's going to get on with his career and so on and then uh, a few days later he scored a 2 nil win over Uruguay mm. but he did go out of the international game for a while and unfortunately because of those three penalty misses I can remember when that happened actually in 99 and people were laughing going who's this joker you know mm. yeah. I think of the great Argentinian players and this yeah. is a guy who we didn't really know because he didn't really play over here uh, well he, he did but that was slightly later and he was a little bit of a figure of embarrassment and a bit of a figure of fun, you know, which was very unfair. Um, but uh, he did, um, after 
he got back from injury, which happened in later in, in, in 1999. Uh, he scored um, one of his uh, most fondly remembered goals, I'm sure, by the Boca faithful uh, in May 2000 uh, against River. He'd missed the last six, the past six months with injury, and it was against River Plate in the second leg of the uh, Copa Libertadores quarterfinal. And he was clearly unfit. If you see the footage, he's clearly unfit, and he's and he's hobbling round on one leg. And they still bring him on. He was introduced with 15 minutes left, and and he scored w- the goal, which is. Um, became known as the limp goal oh, and wow. uh, Boca overturned a 2-1 first leg deficit with a 3-0 win he said it was the most emotional goal of his career that is but, unreal but to see the, the scenes you know when he scored like it's as if it's the golden goal in the World Cup final mm. everybody <laughs> just goes ballistic you know because he absolutely loved that really <laughs> was um, incidentally actually I forgot to mention earlier that He's great in the air. Mm. He's a big guy, great in the air. And, he's and great in the air to the point where he's got a 40-yard header. Well, we, yeah. we mentioned that <laughs> yeah. in a minute, but he, uh, apparently he honed his pr- uh, uh, prestigious uh, leaping talent um, playing volleyball in his early years, it's accredited to. <laughs> With so. his head? Well, well, you can no, use your head. Oh, but you can use yeah, your head. You can, you can use your head. Well. Very true, yeah. James. Uh, he moved to Europe in 2001 when he signed for Villarreal for around uh, 7.6 million euros. I think it was. Um, <laughs> my favourite moment of him playing Villarreal. Can I say it? Go on. When he scored a goal. This is extra time. Yeah, Villarreal uh, against uh, Levante in the Copa del Rey in 2001. He, he, he hadn't scored for a while. I don't no, think. No, and he celebrated by getting up on top of like a little wall, which <laughs> then collapsed and broke both bones in his leg. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the tip and the fib. It's yeah. not funny, really, but, but it doesn't. Have you seen the footage of that Where he doesn't look like I, I don't know how he's managed To hurt himself Did he go on to like, score In the game Because loads <laughs> Again. Yeah. yeah that's it I mean It, it just it, looks like they fall It's not like a, a huge yeah. height And it doesn't no. look like He's involved It's yeah. really weird But again It's just like There's things that happen To the man <laughs> He gets yeah. his move to Europe he, he doesn't He goes without scoring You know He's had ridiculous injuries before He eventually scores And he's so pleased He runs over to the fans They all come running It collapses <laughs> It breaks to, two bones yeah. his leg it just, What else can't happen He was only there for like know. Six months It wasn't he <laughs> Even though he broke I think he was. I think he was a little bit longer at Villarreal. But um, yeah, he he then uh, he didn't have a great time there. He signed for Real Betis and then Alaves after, and he didn't have much success. Weren't Alaves in the second division as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it wasn't. Um, yeah, because they were in the in the top. It wasn't five, the Alaves they? of Jordi Cruyff, was it? That's right. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't them. It wasn't them. But he returned to Boca, uh, much to the the fans' glee in mm. in two thousand and four, and. He's had quite some time on the pitch oh, since yeah. then, really. Uh, well, and off it as well, sadly. But um, yeah, just the again the the, the 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 mental strength of the man. There's so much he's had to come back from uh, in football. Oh, he's had a terrible personal life. It, mockery as well. Well, I'm just yeah. talking about the football stuff. Yeah. And as you say, the personal life. Um, he's always managed to kind of um, over overcome them. And in 2006, just a few days after the the death of his. Um, Recently uh, born son, he he he, he played. And he, he scored. scored yeah, and he, yeah. ga- and, uh, he gave the goal in honour of uh, his son. You know, mm. uh, and also he he kisses his forearm whenever he scores, as he has the name of his son uh, who died shortly after childbirth tattooed on his arm. It's a nice little touch. Mm. Um, but uh, he scored in two thousand and nine. Uh, he scored. Um, the his 195th goal uh, with Boca, which broke uh, Francisco's uh, Valerio, uh, his record of 194 in the professional. Yeah, era. the guy who had the record before Palermo was the guy who's the oldest surviving um, member of the first ever World Cup final. In 1930, yeah. 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 Um, and he said, and apparently the guy predicted that Palermo would break it. That's right, he yeah, did. And the, and oh wow! Uh, ages, but actually, ages ago as well. And he said, "That's the man who'll break my record." Yeah. And it took him a lot longer than everyone thought, but he eventually <laughs> did it. Yeah. Well, it's his second spell at Boca. Of 
course. Yeah. Um, and then it, he he scored a bicycle kick, which gave him two hundred goals for Boca Juniors. Class. That, was just, a de- that was a decent one. As yeah, well. he, like, he yeah. just can't do it normally. Two hundred <laughs> goals, well, I'll have that. Did he break his spine while he did it? <laughs> um, friend of the show, Joel Richards, who's a um, yeah, yeah. based out in South America a lot of the time, who, who uh, writes a lot of stuff for Four Four Two. He he told me a, a sort of interesting subplot to the goal that Palermo broke the record with, and he said that um, which Raquel, the- Raquel May played the ball through to him, yeah. and then refused to celebrate with yeah. him because he, because Raquel May's best mate is one of the um, leaders of one of the Barras, the hooligan firm, yeah. and Palermo's best mate is the leader of the other one. Because in in South America, in Argentina especially, they fight between themselves. Yeah. Yeah. They don't fight between clubs. Well, the league had been shut down a few years ago. Got that Beca- bad. because of it, and it's all for like political power and for mm. sort of lobbying control over the president, stuff like that. And so Raquel May um, would it would have been a symbol of, of disloyalty to his like yeah. firm. It's if crazy, he it's a different well, that, world, but that was a different record, though. Oh, that was definitely one of but the that records. Was, yeah, but that was, that, that, okay, right. that was this year. That was this year. This was in two thousand nine. But yeah, um, yeah he uh, he he's, he's a Boca Juniors top scorer in international matches with forty three goals, and uh, although might be a touch more now, um, and of course he. He's now uh, bo- among Boca's top scorers, um, or their top scorer. With I think it was 221 goals was um, Roberto Chero's uh, record, and uh, Palermo broke that. And of course, yep, you've got to mention the 40-yard header. Oh, yeah. That was just 200 net, I believe. It's an unbelievable neck muscle. Yeah, yeah. like a horse. <laughs> yeah, like a giraffe. So <laughs> yeah. it's a great one he did from like the halfway line as well. He, he did, did score Independiente against. It's like a football terminator. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but like it's just it was just a knockdown. Like he didn't need to go in quite so hard, and like. The, the player tried to just pass it to somebody he knocked down and it was basically weirdly he could have taken it on and run at the keeper but he didn't he just whacked it as hard as he could straight over the keeper right. beautiful beautiful goal route one I'd like to say <laughs> it's probably probably call it an English goal wouldn't you yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd like to say at this point, I've been in La Bombonera when Martin Palermo mm. scored. Have you? Yeah. That's oh what you're doing the profile. Yeah. That, that, sta- that stadium must be sick of seeing that man score. <laughs> I thought you were going to say that stadium must be sick of sick you. They'll never be sick of San Martin. No, no way. No chance. San Marcus, maybe. Yeah. 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 Very good. Talking. There we go. My true identity has been uncovered. Um, so, yeah, so uh, top Bock is all time's top scorer. Outrageous goals. Um, uh, this was, uh, of course, in 2009, and uh, at the age of 35, this all came to this, a head. This, this all <laughs> to a frothy head. <laughs> this this a rainy all just head. came along to an unbelievable <coughs> twist. It was my moment of the World Cup. Uh, well, no, no, you're jumping forward. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. You're jumping very far forward. Okay. In fact. we're still in 2009. Okay, fine. Um, he was given <laughs> so a. Re- this is the international recall. Yeah. He was given um, uh, another call up as a substitute in Argentina's one 0 defeat against Paraguay, which was uh, people thinking, "What we desperately need to, to qualify for the World Cup? Why has yeah. he recalled this old guy?" You know, obviously Maradona. Was 108 players he used in qualifying or something outrageous God, like that. He likes Boca, doesn't he? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He course, loves yeah. Boca. Um, and so they lost to Paraguay and they desperately needed a win at home. What a game this was. Against, we all stood up and watched it. Against amazing. Peru. <laughs> yeah. Now we've talked about this a thousand and one times but it's about to become a thousand and two. Argentina versus Peru in, in Buenos Aires. Martin Palema came on and of course scored the goal in the 90th minute to, to, to give Argentina a priceless victory. Who would have thought they'd have gone on to play some yeah. great football 
football in the tournament. Well, it's worth pointing out as well that minutes earlier, Peru had equalised with the yeah. rain absolutely lashing down. It, it looked like they were really yeah. going to struggle to qualify. That's and then right. Palermo pops up. Can, right. I, um, can I also point out the Shawshank Redemption celebration? Yeah. <laughs> this, this man was was the, the guy who, who triggered the Maradona belly flop. Yeah, he was, yeah. 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 And on that alone, the, catalyst. <laughs> yeah. the, whole the belly yeah. flop catalyst. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's it. The trigger event. The Archduke of France Ferdinand. When, whenever Palermo scores an important goal, he scored quite a few. He's always in tears. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but you couldn't tell on this. You couldn't tell on this occasion because it was so rainy. Yeah. Yeah. But you knew. When he said, uh, Maradona said after the game, he said Martin Palermo has saved us and our chances of qualifying are intact. Um, he went on to say, uh, th- th- when the wind and the rain and the cold began and allowed Peru to draw level, <laughs> 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 we could not do anything. But the miracle of Palermo has given us a longer life. The goals I scored were normal. Palermo makes miracles. It's, uh, it's amazing. He seems to think he's some sort of deity, which <laughs> most people in Argentina think. He's about rating him. him above himself, which is amazing. <laughs> that <laughs> never happened. Well, he's, ma- he's managed to keep his shit past yeah. thirty. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. How does he do it? <laughs> it, it <laughs> does look a like miracle, a young man, man doesn't he? Yeah. Oh, he looks well for his age. Yeah. Well, he's had some. Cuts as well, hasn't he? Oh, yeah, I yeah. preferred it when he was brown haired and long haired. Brown, long haired. Mullet. Mullet, yeah. Mullet. Brown haired and long haired, is that what you call him? <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about the World Cup. Yeah, he only brilliant. played for about 11 minutes. That's all he needed. And, 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 and on that 11 minutes, <laughs> he's the one we chose. Yeah, to yeah. go to the two minutes on the phone. Um, at 36, at the age. Again, it just shows what a remarkable career. He's, he's down, he's injured, he's terrible personal tragedies, so on and so forth. He bounces back. I mean, we talk about someone like David Beckham coming back. Well, you know, you you know, know you, this is just unprecedented. You know, before, when he got recalled for the qualifying games? Yeah. Yeah. Um, someone asked Carlos Tevez. Yeah. Said Carlos, you know, what did you say when you when you first when you saw Martin Palermo reporting for the international duty? And Tevez said, I asked him what he was doing here. <laughs> <laughs> You're a journalist now. Yeah. <laughs> um, at the age of 36, this remarkable man became the oldest Argentinian player to score at the World Cup final. Sure, so if he played for 11 minutes. He's got to be up there as sort of like quickest sort of goals to minutes ratio in World Cup history. Yeah. Surely, yeah. Well, yeah. one every eleven minutes. Yeah. <laughs> you do the math. Yeah, <laughs> um, I think it was only eleven minutes. It was a very short period of time. But if they played him more, they would have won the World Cup. That, yeah. Anyone says they wouldn't is a liar. Yeah, he he, um, he also became the oldest player. Um, ever to score in World Cup history on his debut. Oh, great! Oh, wow, that's a great. What story. a debut! Of course, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> and uh, oh, just I mean, he was out of this international setup for so long. Yeah, ten years. Wasn't yeah, it? yeah. Uh, and uh, I mean, that's uh, most people's careers. Yeah, yeah. but th- I mean, think he's thirty-six years old, and he is the sixth striker in that squad. People are thinking, "What on earth are you doing?" Yeah. Um, but apparently, uh, before he came on against Greece when they won two 0 he said that Diego told me, "You have ten minutes to play, play for your life." Mm. And uh, he said, "Frankly, it really surprised me." Uh, but when he scored, he said it was as if all of the Argentinians scored that goal with me. Oh, that's nice. Oh. And they say um, in Argentina that. Uh, um, that if God ever made a film, he'd cast uh, San Martin Palermo as the lead role. It's <laughs> <laughs> um, not overstating the case. Can, we, can we move there for a yeah. bit? Well, sorry, um, you're making a film, God. Yeah, who who are you going to get to play a lead? Um, Nelson Mandela? Nah. Morgan Freeman Ma- Martin Luther King <laughs> no. No. None Gandhi of those pe- <laughs> no. he's a little player in Argentina plays football actually yeah I thought I'd give him the nod yeah um, and uh, and also there's there's a lot of um, th- there's an area in Buenos Aires called Palermo yeah 
without blowing my own trumpet, I've stayed there. Okay. And uh, it's a very nice part of town. Oh, what an achievement. I booked yeah. Arsenal somewhere. <laughs> 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 oh, you sound like me, James. Um, <laughs> but without the truth. Um, uh, some of the fans um, have said that they want an area of Palermo to be um, called uh, Palermo Martin. <laughs> they want an area of the city named after this man. But if you yeah. can call it Palermo Martin, surely you can call it Martin Palermo. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, no, but the area's already called Palermo, so I think well, they... Well, north. Maybe, maybe they want a comma in there. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. it's like on a register or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but this, this is the man who people say that, um, that, you know, he doesn't look for the ball, the ball looks for him. Mm. So, you know. Um, but uh, to, to, to sum up, I mean, uh, just an incredible career, as we said, and, and, and Palermo said himself, that things happen to me that I can't explain. But, uh, but a wise man once said that um, he said because Martin Palermo doesn't seem to be of flesh and bones he invented himself as an immortal hero and when everybody believes that he is finished he revives himself and he put everyone at his feet they understand that he is not a myth and he's coming uh, into the deep in that sort of thing and you come it's like, it's like I wouldn't be surprised if he just popped up with the holy grail <laughs> it's just like I found this a lot of the, yeah. it's this real sort of South American kind of idea when they're talking about a lot of footballers there is some sort of like magic realism going yeah, on yeah. it's almost like a sort of Salman Rushdie novel it's surrounded by mystique brilliant yeah. do you know oh, I forgot to mention he's the bearer of the spear of destiny <laughs> <laughs> do you know, do you know I thought Seth Blatter had been awarded that <laughs> yeah. well, he took it off him do you know, do you know hero <laughs> yeah. at, at 36 do you know what his goal record is for this season well, this first half Go of the on. season because they have two halves so yeah. tell us Pete in 19 games 10 goals not bad wow. that's better than one in two it's yeah. decent and he's probably injured but <laughs> 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 we get a move to Premier yeah <laughs> it, has he done uh, bloody bloody blah <laughs> <laughs> do you know what he could yeah he that's could, the thing yeah. <laughs> wet and windy nights are his forte yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in your face Andy Graham. he can do a longer slide that way <laughs> yeah. aided by wind like a sail <laughs> yeah. sail Martin Palermo <laughs> on his mother <laughs> Good people, that is the end of the football ramble. The first one off the back of the World Cup. Only for this week, not forever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, if you'd like to get in touch with us, the email address is podcast at thefootballramble.com and our website is thefootballramble.com. And remember, on Fridays, we will be doing Ramble Extra over at 442.com. Say goodbye, Luke. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Pete. Sayonara. Say goodbye, James. Ta ta. We're all off to make a massive tax free profit. Cheers. You know, I'm good friends with James Corden. Wow, so from Argentina, Boca Juniors, Martin Palermo's spectacular goal, 40 meter header. Did you guys catch this? I didn't. But I'm reviewing about it. I'll tell you right now. If you guys didn't catch this, you missed out. You missed Martin Palermo's spectacular 40-meter goal header. How could you miss that? I can't believe it.